Welcome to Book Club, presented by Thunder Thighs and Lightning. Join us for our foray into podcast meets audiobook meets story time at the library meets my lifelong dream of reading out loud to people. For our first book club selection, we will be sharing the Harlequin romance novel, Country Proud, written by number one New York Times bestselling author, Linda Lale Miller. The TTL book club is a passion project of our podcast that we are doing simply for our love of pocket novels, and our opinions in no way represent the author, publisher, or the copywriter. Lucky you, for this book club, pants are not required. Chapter four. Bryn, Bryn hadn't ridden a snowmobile in years, and she'd never ridden one seated behind Eli Garrett with her thighs pressing into his and her arms collapsed. Wait, sorry. With her thighs pressing into his and her arms clasped tightly around his middle. Oh, shit. Starting with the Saxon. <laughs> the streets of Painted Pony Creek were practically deserted, though folks smiled and waved from windows and door creeps. Folks smiled and waited from windows and doorways, looking as pleased as if they knew some benevolent mischief were afoot and they were part of it. I was also just staring at your neighbors while they were unloading. You weren't waving at them like no, a but creep. I was staring with my mouth open. <laughs> so why was that? Why was your mouth open? I was mouth breathing. It just seemed like a proper thing to do when you're staring at somebody through a window. That's true. Don't breathe through your nose. Bryn waved back when she dared let go of Eli long enough to make the gesture, but mostly she didn't dare. Because she was breathless, delightfully, deliciously terrified, certain that the roaring machine racing over the snow would suddenly pitch and roll, sending both its riders flying. Overhead, the scat, she's like, I don't date cops all the way to like, put me on that hog, bitch. <laughs> I know, let me feel it rumble between my thighs. <laughs> Good I'm not going to date you. Bryn, arts and crafts, get back in the game. Overhead, the sky was winter blue and cloudless, and the sunlight sprinkled diamonds over rooftops and yards and the snow-laden branches of trees. The machine sped on past the park and the library and the sign that read, Welcome to Painted Pony Creek, Montana, population 5,718. I did look this place up. It's fake. Oh, good. Okay. That makes me In fact, happier. when you put in Painted Pony Creek, Montana, it goes to the number one New York Times bestselling author, Linda yes! Leigh <laughs> Yes, I know. get it, girl. I know. Yes, you've got your own fucking town. It's just like <laughs> the guy that did Home Alone. Like, you know. <laughs> John Hughes? Yes, he has his own <laughs> fictional town. It's a magical, magical place and, for uh, so many R. children. Stein. You also talk about Yes, and R.L. Stein. She uh, is a, like, oh. Throwback. Boss babe. I'm loving this so much. Can't and, believe I just said boss babe. And takes you faxies. Linda. But Linda, Linda, listen. You're our favorite. And then they were streaking through the open countryside, zigzagging around the craggy old trees in Ben Jackson's app. She had to name so many people. In Ben Jackson's apple orchard, weaving around obstacles such as boulders and fallen logs, they raced over drifts of snow, traveling alongside the freshly plowed highway, and Bryn reveled in the whole experience. The speed, the indescribable freedom, the icy nip in the air, the glorious beauty of the intricate, ever-changing tapestry that was Montana at her natural best. Bryn clung to Eli, exultant, startled by the joy she felt, skimming over the land she'd been born to and had always loved and had somehow forgotten. Presently, they passed through a strand of... <laughs> I was just thinking about, like, sorry, you coming back to Hood River, the land that you had been born to and almost forgotten, and someone would be like, hey, Kat, 
do you want to go on a snowmobile ride? And then they'd just be like slamming Coors lights and you'd be like dumped over in a creek and they're like, help me tip this machine back. That sounds like, yeah, that did happen. It, it was the summer in 2000 or see summer 2002. It would not be romantic I'm like this. I'm just kidding, but it was not uh, summer. <laughs> it wasn't 2002. Awesome. But I did get stuck and I had to, I had to pee in the, the, there's a story. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. I love it. Okay. Presently, they passed through a stand of timber and emerged at the top of a small rise overlooking the shallow valley that cupped the town and surroundings gently, loosely, like the palm of a giant hand. Eli shut off the snowmobile engine and turned to look at Bran over one broad shoulder. You doing all right, city girl? He asked with a twinkle in those hazel green eyes of his. I'm doing just fine, Bryn managed, though in truth, she was quite overwhelmed and quite sure she hadn't had so much fun since, well... She couldn't have said exactly when because she'd been focused on emotional survival for so long, taking the next step and the one after that and trying not to look beyond the present moment. So many feelings, all of them electrified and hopelessly tangled. Eli swung a leg over the snowmobile and stood, offering Bryn his hand. She took it, rose awkwardly from her seat, stumbled a little and righted herself, or rather Eli righted her, catching her by her elbows when she fell against his chest. Her legs felt wobbly as though they might not support her, and Eli's fingers tightened slightly as if he'd sensed that. Time stopped as they stood there, facing each other, and the sweet silence of a fresh snowfall was all around them, something mysterious and holy. Bryn's heart pounded, and she hoped Eli would kiss her. Hoped he wouldn't. He didn't. He just smiled a slight, crooked smile and traced the outline of her right cheek with a thumbed glove. <laughs> Gloved thumb. <laughs> A thumbed glove. <laughs> yeah. He like just had like an empty thumb. In that instant, Bryn very nearly kissed him. She felt compelled, not just tempted, but compelled to throw her arms around Eli's neck, stand on tiptoe and plant a long, wet smacker right on that expressive mouth of his. Everything within her seemed to thrum, like the sound of distant drums pounding out some urgent message, like just some whoops in the distance, a drum circle. <laughs> That's a drum. Oh, don't mind She's that. Like, is that horniness or is that a drum circle? That is a very Hood River. Do you is smell this Audrey? Sage? <laughs> yeah. Hi, Audrey. Hi, we love you. She felt herself flush and Eli smiled again as if he knew why. She, Bryn Bailey, who had sworn off men for the foreseeable future, especially if those men happened to be cops, was taut as a wire. Her sexuality and hibernation for so long rose, stretched, and roared within her like a tigress ready to mate. More than ready to, to mate. If he, I'm going to She was going to rip his fucking die. head off. I'm going to fucking die if I have to read sex out she, loud to you. She is going to rip his <laughs> head off. At some point in this book, I'm going to have to read sex out. like a bell. I'm going to read sex out loud to you. <laughs> I feel really wet. There's going to be a lot of throbbing. <laughs> Penetrating. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all these words. If he'd guessed her thoughts, Eli was gentleman enough not to remark on them. Still holding her elbows, he set her a little away from him, or so it seemed to Bryn, though she was sure neither of them actually moved. Want to meet my dog? He asked, tilting his handsome head to one side and regarding her thoughtfully. Why not? Bryn managed, going for a light tone and falling just shy of the mark. I probably should be getting back to the cafe, though. Lots to do to get ready for New Year's Eve. It's only a few days away, you know. Prattling. Was she prattling? Up to you, Eli said with maddening electricity. A part of Bryn wanted him to throw her over one shoulder, caveman style, carry her somewhere warm and private, lay her down on something soft and make love to her until she absolutely lost her mind. The more sensible part of her, the one that counseled immediate flight, was gaining ground, though. 
not very fast or very forcefully. Well, we all like dream about like, right. Like you're like, Oh yeah, please do that. Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And then what would happen is Eli would take her somewhere warm, which would be like the back of his truck. And then he would pound it out and like literally two seconds, just like, it would be like, I don't know. Not in Harlequin novels. Not good time sex. And then you'd be like, well, you want to go get a sandwich? Like, that's what make, would happen. Or making a sandwich. Or making a sandwich. Can we go back to the diner so you can, like, make me some food? Can you get give me the quarter cup burger again? Yeah. So I can, can eat I it like that? a weirdo heathen. Right. I was gassed And when he time. picked you up to throw you over his shoulder, you just rip a fart. Oh, 100%. So much farting. There's so much <laughs> gas in this. Because when you work in a diner... That's what I also thought when she was eating the yogurt. I was like, oh, that's not what I would be eating if I went to a diner every no, day. No, I'd be eating waffle fries dipped in ranch. Hash browns. <laughs> I guess I can meet your dog, Bryn, aloud, feeling stupid and at the same time brazen and bold. Briefly, Eli remounted the snowmobile and Bryn climbed on behind him. If she'd been conscious of his proximity, his heat and the hardness of his muscles before, she was ablaze with it now. Now that they had a destination in mind, Eli drove more moderately. They descended the rise and burrowed across the road in a long winding driveway, following the trail Eli had probably forged earlier when he decided to zip on into town and collect her from her mundane life. His house was sturdy looking. Okay, this is where I thought we were before, which I was like, you've met the dog, cat. We've oh, all met the dog. Oh, okay. I see. I like that it said his house was sturdy looking because I picture like, like his dick. driving up to a Pinterest cabin of just pallets. <laughs> Welcome to my, <laughs> like my a, gentle like a hay bale house. abode. It was like the three little pigs yes. <laughs> built of logs and a thin trail of smoke rose from the chimney and etching against the two blue sky. He pulled up alongside the detached garage, shut the snowmobile off again and stood. He did that so gracefully like a cowboy getting off a horse. This time when he offered his hand, Bryn ignored it. She was feeling fitful, flustered. And the last thing in the universe she wanted was for Eli Garrett to see that he'd gotten under her skin. Poor phrasing. She thought with another hard blush. Reckless in her disgruntled state, Bryn swung one leg over the long padded seat and went to stand, only to topple forward and land on her hands and knees in the deep snow. Unlike before, Eli didn't catch her. He laughed and crouched and looked into her snow-splattered face with dancing eyes. Good one, he said. Shut up, Bryn said in response, struggling to get up. Eli laughed again. Are you really this independent or just stubborn? Bryn's high dun dudgeon dipped low. What's a dudgeon? I... I, I don't. Maybe her voice. Bryn's high dudgeon dipped low all of a sudden, oh, yeah. and she laughed too. Both, I think, she admitted. The dog she does sensibly come to meet was yipping joyfully on the other side of a cyclone fence, wearing a track in the snow as he dashed six feet in one direction, then six feet in the other. That's Festus, Eli said, standing and unceremoniously pulling Bryn up after him. Festus, meet Bryn Bailey. Bryn stood, trying to brush snow off her flannel-lined jeans and the front of her warmest jacket. Hello there, she greeted the dog, approaching the fence. She put out a hand for him to sniff. I own a really bossy cat, but I hope you and I can be friends anyway. Festus gave a gleeful yip and wagged his tail frantically as Eli opened the gate and stepped back to let Bryn precede him. Reaching the back porch, they kicked the snow off their boots and then they were inside in a small but well-designed kitchen, streaked with bars of sunshine from the windows and the skylights. Nice, Bryn said. Eli acknowledged the one-word compliment with an equally brief nod. I'll build up the fire and make some coffee. You'll be warm in no time. She was already warm, despite spending at least an hour in the freezing cold, buffeted by icy winds. Is it buffeted? Buffeted with boners. The echo of Eli's body still pulsed along the length of her arms and the inside of her thighs. 
It was a wonder she wasn't sweating like a wrestler under hot lights. I'm fine, she said nervously. Really? Eli started toward the next room, paused as he passed her and spoke gently. Relax, Bryn. I didn't bring you here for any reason other than to warm up, suck my dick. Just kidding. Get you pregnant. Just, I was just going to say that. Penetration. <laughs> Throbbing. Throbbing. I just, listen, I brought you here for the big dick pants. Yeah. Have I didn't, you seen my new Wrangler? He just rips his Wranglers off and the gray sweatpants are under it. <laughs> God damn it. Look at all that shadow. <laughs> Relax, Brent. I didn't bring you here for any reason other than to warm up before I drive you back to town in my truck. Brent averted her eyes and bit her lower lip. She was relieved and she was disappointed. You also don't like your, like bite your lower lip. unless She you just want bit the... it. Yeah. She bit it until she bled. Yeah. She drank the blood to feel something. <laughs> when Eli moved on and busied himself stoking, this is all sexual, stoking the embers in the living room's Franklin stove, she took off her jacket, draped it over the back of one of the kitchen chairs, and leaned down to pet Festus. I think I'm in love, she murmured, gazing into adoring canine eyes. She thought Eli was out of shot. Turned out he wasn't. I know I'm hot, he teased, but isn't it a little soon? Bryn laughed in spite of, or maybe because of, her jittering nerves. Egomaniac, she replied. I was talking to your dog. Damn, Eli replied, moving to the sink where he rinsed out and then filled the carafe from his coffee maker. Decaf or high octane? You drink decaf? No, came the answer. I was counting on you to ask for regular. Do you ever say anything serious? Bryn inquired. He paused, turned to look at her. They were half a room apart, but something invisible arced between them. How about this? I'm sorry I treated you the way I did back in the day. I was a kid, but that's no excuse. It was wrong and I regret it. For a long, for a few long moments, Bryn couldn't speak. When she did, all she managed was a lame. It's okay. Oh, dude, that's so me. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. I never thought about it again. It's fine. The entire time I was banging clay. <laughs> Eli filled the carafe with water, filled the plastic tank on the coffee machine, and set it on the burner beneath to catch the fragrant brew. It wasn't, though, he replied quietly. It isn't. You were way out of Reba's league, and you deserved a lot better than the treatment you got from me. Eli, Bryn spoke softly. I'm over all that. It was all so long ago. And besides, Reba was a force of nature. She was way more experienced than I was, more outgoing, more, more everything. And you weren't the only guy to fall for her, remember? He sighed, approached the table, pulled back a chair for Bryn, and waited until she sat down. With Waiting a... for her to say, like, it was like a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> oh, that's not going to happen. Linda's classy. No, I know, but I just, I want. Sorry, I, Linda. I, I know, sorry, Linda. Pat. No, no, we're just, I'm just saying that I feel like I am being, whenever I'm saying raunchy shit and fucked up shit, it's 100% just because I'm being Bryn's like inner, inner, inner deep monologue that you her know vagina. is way in there. You're being her vagina. I'm being, <laughs> well, no, but Reba. Hot Reba. Dog, it was hot dog down the hallway. I'm just saying. That's Maybe. See, that's what my guess is. <laughs> With a rueful sigh, he answered, oh yeah, I remember. She'd gotten to my best friends too. Made fools of the three of us, he grinned a little sadly. Not that we didn't deserve exactly what we got. Eli drew back a chair of his own, sat across from Bryn. He seemed to be keeping his distance, and though he was probably just exhibiting good manners, Bryn would have liked to sit closer to him, risky as that might be. What do you want me to say, Bryn asked, not unkindly, but out of genuine concern. The coffee began to bubble and steam, filling the room with the corresponding aromas. Festus sat beside Bryn's chair, resting his muzzle on her knee and watching her with unconditional adoration. He's like, this lady is a decent bod. <laughs> this is one decent bod. <laughs> she smiled, relaxing a little and ruffled the dog's ears. 
I want you to say that you accept my apology, Eli said. I think I already did when we had this discussion yesterday in the cafe. You were pretty busy making it clear that you don't date cops. Bryn drew, drew a deep breath, released it slowly. It might be accurate, more accurate to say, I don't want to get serious about one. Been there, done that, right? Right. It was that bad? Bryn sighed. Not always. There were good parts, like his children, Davy and Maddie. I miss them every day of my life. Eli merely nodded, pushed back his chair, and went to the counter to fill two mugs with coffee. Do you use sugar or cream? Artificial sweetener if you have it. I don't. Bryn smiled again. Of course you don't. He frowned, pretending to be offended as he set the mugs on the table. What's that supposed to mean? It means, Bryn said pointedly, drawing out that last word a little, that you're a man living alone and you take your coffee black and most likely when you entertain, the kitchen isn't the focal point of the evening. Eli's like, yeah, bitch, this is where we fuck. Yes. I don't even have a bedroom. I don't even live here. I broke in here two years ago. Killed the sheriff. Oh my God, this is so great. So this takes a turn, guys. Welcome to book club. Welcome to book club. Eli sat down again, cupped his hands around his coffee, gave a ragged chuckle. That's a flattering take on the situation, he said. But the only woman who spends any time around here is my sister. Sarah comes out to cook a decent meal a couple of times a month and brings the kids with her. Bryn was oddly relieved to hear that, though she knew Eli wasn't claiming to be celibate. He was too good looking and too unabashedly masculine for that. I'm not involved with anybody right now, he went on, surprising Bryn more than a little with the frankness of that statement. Not romantically, anyhow. A pause. How about you? Bryn looked down at her coffee, considering her reply. I'm in the recovery phase, she said. You've been back in the creek for a while now, Eli pointed out. Six, eight months? She blinked back, sudden, unexpected, and totally unwanted tears. There's no time limit, she said, somewhat defensively. He reached across the table then, laid one strong hand over hers lightly. His palm and fingers were warm and calloused. That last part surprised Bryn a little, since, dangerous though it may be at times, Eli's job didn't involve manual labor. She turned his hand over in hers, examined it, ran the pad of her thumb gently over her callus. Oh, God. This is so hot. I'm like, yeah, Linda, thank you. Eli supplied an answer without being asked. Was the man psychic or just incredibly perceptive for a member of the opposite gender? No, he's got a kill shelter. I... (laughs) I built the fucking dungeon with my bare hands. He knows how to bait. Bryn. Get in my kill zone. I work. (laughs) Point at your dick. I work with horses when I can over at Cord's place. Of course he does. It wasn't a surprising thing to learn, especially not in rural Montana, where horses were part of the lifestyle. But Bryn found it interesting. She loved horses herself, though. Though growing up in town, she hadn't been around them much. And to tell the truth, they made her a bit nervous. I didn't see a barn or a corral when we came in, she said in a questioning tone. My job doesn't really allow for a setup of my own, Eli replied, sounding sad. Maybe you'll take up some other kind of work or retire or something, Bryn speculated. But she was, what are they, like 28? But she was uncertain and it showed. I feel like they're even younger than that. I'll always be a cop, Bryn, he said with a certain finality. It's always possible that I'll lose an election at some point in the future. But if that happened, I'd end up working with one of the state agencies. You wouldn't even consider doing anything else? She was over the line, pressing the issue this way, but she just couldn't seem to help herself. He sighed. Like what? He asked mildly. This is painted Pony Creek, not Boston. Opportunities are limited. Bryn lowered her eyes briefly. I'm sorry, she said quietly. The way you earn your living is none of my business. It's okay, Bryn, he told her. There are things I'd like to ask you after all. She stroked Festus's. Festus's sounds like Festivus. Festivus, I know. She stroked Festus's furry head as she reflected on that statement. 
Presently, she said, I think I can guess what you'd like to know. He chuckled, sat back down in his chair and folded his arms. He was wearing a worn flannel shirt over a t-shirt and even through his clothing, his leanly muscular chest and shoulders were clearly defined. I'm sure you can, he answered. And then he waited. Go ahead, Bryn said after a few moments. What do you have against cops? Too many traffic violations, police brutality. Just, he's just baiting her now, mocking her. Bryn smiled in spite of herself. Neither of those things, she answered. As I'm sure you know, the creek being the small, tight-knit community that it is about the man I lived with in Boston. Bad breakup? The worst. A brief silence fell. Eli broke it. Carly told me a few things, he said. Nothing too personal. He was a cop and he cheated. Big time. So you concluded that all cops cheat. That's a little drastic, don't you think? It's not that. Clay was nearly shot once. His partner was shot and she nearly died. It's a dangerous job, Bryn, Eli allowed. Nobody's denying that, but any anybody can get into an accident or be the victim of a crime. And anybody can cheat. He paused, grinned again. Why, just last, last winter, old Mrs. Drummond down at the library tripped over a toy in the storybook section and broke a hip. Dangerous work being a librarian. Now he's just being a dick. Well, also, I just wanted to, like, intercept about um with him saying that like running as a politician he can't run as a politician no no no. he runs for sheriff well but i mean i'm saying like he can't go any further past that oh yeah because so he's, he's put his deadbeat. wiener in or around reba reba no reba's is a problem reba's dead yeah we i thought we established, we established this it. no i know she's but long she was gone the hillbilly the hillbilly <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god so many things no but she was a little bit of a hoe though yeah and then she died. I missed the death. I think part. she died, and that's why Carly, her daughter, came oh, back and was like, "I'm sorry, Reba. I thought Carly just ran away. I was like, this bitch is crazy. I'm out." Well, oh, I'm, God. Okay, for I'm the, sorry. No, for, for the listeners, listeners, I actually might be the sorry one. I don't know if we've gotten there. Oh, you dig? I'm like four chapters ahead she of you. Fucked her shit up. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. That Spoiler alert! If you put your wiener in or around some suspect okay. hillbillies. Ho ho billies, not hillbillies. Even hillbillies. And no, hillbillies are pretty fucking. We cool. should have a ho 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 billy party. A ho 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 billy. I really want to do that. Yeah. Okay. Can but I finish this? Yes, but I'm just saying that you cannot run for office after that. Okay. Like, shit will come up. Okay. okay. Got it. Go for I it. I see. Sorry. Sorry. Interjection done. Um, where did I stop here? Oh, he said dangerous work being a librarian. I'm pretty sure she was faithful to her husband, though. She and Henry were married for almost 70 years. Bryn made a face. I saw Mrs. Drummond just last week. She came in with her Bible study group and she was certainly spry for someone who'd broken a hip. My point exactly, Eli said, though it was anything but exact. Since getting shot in the course of a convenience store robbery was in no way the same as falling and breaking a hip. Life is deadly. In fact, none of us are getting out of here alive. So we might as well take our chances and be as happy as we can be. This time he did have a point, but she didn't have to acknowledge that. Bryn looked down at her wrist slid it open just kidding <laughs> i was That's waiting bad. for you to say something <laughs> i just like fucking dogged on a possible dead chick so i'm feeling really bad right now Bryn looked down at her wrist realized that she hadn't <laughs> put on her watch that morning i need to get back to the restaurant she said right eli confirmed rising from his chair he took their empty mugs to the sink rinsed them out set them on the drain board festus sensing his master's imminent departure left Bryn to stand near the back door he whimpered pitifully eli shook his head but the love he felt for his dog was touchingly visible in his voice and in his manner. Mind if Festus comes along for the ride, he asked. Bryn smiled and shook her head. She was already starting to love that dog herself, which was crazy. Not at all, she answered. 
Eli's truck was parked in the garage and he backed it out while Bryn and Festus waited in the yard. The snow came up to the dog's chest, but it didn't slow him down. When Eli got out and opened the rear door, Festus bounded over and jumped into the back seat. The animal's joy was infectious and Bryn, full of delight, couldn't help laughing. <laughs> like the calm version of Basil being in the back seat. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to come through the fucking window. I love you so much. I missed you. I haven't seen you for one whole day. Yeah. <laughs> she was about to round the truck and climb in on the front passenger side when Eli, Eli came to stand before her. He laid his hands on her shoulders until she tilted her head back to look up at him. No matter what else happens, Bryn, he said, can we be friends again like we were before? Well, before, before. She smiled into his eyes. We yeah. fuck that hoe. <laughs> yes, she replied. R.I.P. Maybe. We can, we can be friends. A pause. I had a wonderful time today, Eli. Thank you. He curled his right index finger and used it to lift her chin. Now that we're out in the open where you won't feel cornered, I think I'd like to kiss you. That's Dave. <laughs> now that we are in the open, not in corners, I would like to do a human kiss on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I have your permission. <laughs> also, I mean, to be fair though, you're the type of girl if you don't have permission, you I could see you just pulling out a machete and just like taking Dave down. Oh, I'd bite a tongue like that hooker with a sham wow guy. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I think I'd like that too, Bryn admitted, her voice very soft. Eli bent his head then, brushed his cool, firm lips across hers very lightly. A charge shot through Bryn of that. We all know that feeling. A charge shot through Bryn, radiating from her middle, filling her panties. That's not in there. That's not. That's an added. Turning her head to mist. Bonus. <laughs> turning her head to mist and at the same time sending roots of fire through the soles of her feet, coursing deep into the good earth. When Eli kissed her in earnest, she soared. Her arms wrapped themselves around his neck and she stood on tiptoe. Their tongues sparred briefly and then the kiss ended. Eli held her at a slight distance, breathing heavily, his head tipped back so he, so he gazed at the blue, blue sky. Bryn stood dazed, a little alarmed, grateful that Eli's grip on her shoulders was firm, holding her upright. Her arms remained around his neck. I had a moment like this with Dave this morning when he snore sneezed spit into my open mouth <laughs> while I was sleeping. <laughs> best text message i've ever received <laughs> also for the uh for everybody listening kristen texted me we were going to be meeting this morning and she was like hey i'm gonna sleep a little bit longer or whatever and then that was the message well i guess i'm awake now because dave just snore sneeze spit into my open mouth oh the grossest <laughs> and i'm awake and i'm, I'm i was like i was like dave and he's like you want a bone or what <laughs> what are you yelling about babe it's like basically the same moment that Bryn just had. That's great. Whoa, he said after a few tense moments. That kiss was a little more than friendly. Bryn actually laughed, partly with amusement, partly with relief. Nodded. He turned her around, steered her past the back of the truck and around to the passenger door. He opened it for her and hoisted her inside. What on earth, she murmured. Got to get you out of here pronto, Bailey, he said, addressing her as he had in high school before time and Reba Sh Shannon had ruined what they had going. We're way too close to my bed for our own good, or mine at least. With that, he closed the truck door and walked around to his own side, tucked his boner back in his pants. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Festus, fidgeting in the back seat with his own boner. <laughs> 
fucking boner. Doggy voyeuristic boner. Fidgeting in the backseat, pulled a sneak attack and licked Bryn's cheek exuberantly. She laughed again. Stop. She put her lady boner back in Yeah, her 100%. Pants, yes. Stop it, you silly dog, she chided, but she gave his ears a good ruffle, rewarding him. Eli climbed back into the truck, snapped his seatbelt on, and gave Bryn a look until she remembered to put hers in place, too. Sorry, she said with a ridiculous little giggle that immediately embarrassed her. I'd hate to have to run you in for ignoring safety laws, he informed her solemnly. Perish the thought, Bryn replied. She'd called the dog silly, but at the moment, she was feeling pretty silly herself. She'd regressed to her high school self, it would seem, giggling for heaven's sake. Why, why she hadn't giggled in forever. She sat facing forward, trying to compose herself, turned back into the adult version of herself. They were passing the city limits. Welcome to Painted Pony Creek, Montana, before Eli spoke again. Spoke again. Bailey, yes, you're still the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Bryn couldn't help being flattered. Thank you, she said. That cop back in Boston, again, yes. He must be a damn fool. The remark pleased Bryn, but she didn't let on. Friends, she said. Remember? That kiss back at Eli's place complicated matters, but she was determined not to get carried away. If she got involved with the sexy sheriff of Wild Horse County too quickly, she... Oh, so here's the thing. I think it's Wild Horse County, but many places in here, I think I've been saying Wild Horse Country. And I was just saying, like, it's Wild Horse Country. Yeah, Okay. but it's count, but that's okay. All right. Sorry. It's like the same. I just noticed. She might be, if she got involved with the sexy sheriff of Wild Horse County too quickly, she might be on a treacherous ground. Is there a casino in this county? I hope so. Because I feel like there's a casino named Wild Horse near us, and that's probably where this is coming from. Too. 100%. Yeah, it's uh, it's subliminal advertising. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> like, come to Wild Horse come County. Come to the Wild Horse. She didn't love Clay anymore, but she hadn't had a remotely serious relationship since their breakup, and that meant she was probably on the rebound. Everyone knew it wasn't wise to get too serious too quickly, especially so soon after a broken romance. Friends can complicate each other, Eli. Complicate. That was Freudian. Friends can <laughs> complement each other. <laughs> Good Lord. That's me and Dave. Friends can complement each other, Eli reasoned. Can't they? Bryn, Bryn said nothing. She could have offered a compliment or two of her own, but they would be more than friendly. Eli, Eli Garrett, she could say, if she dared, which she didn't. You are so sexy, I can barely stand it. The way you love your dog melts me in places I didn't know I had places. Aww. And that kiss, dear God, that kiss. Bailey, what? Bryn retorted cheerfully. Oh, that, what? <laughs> I said it really mad. Ha! <laughs> Say something. Are you fishing for compliments? He grinned, made a shrugging motion with his powerful shoulders. Maybe, he replied. Or maybe I just like hearing the sound of your voice. If I had your job, I would appreciate peace and quiet. You'd look good in a uniform, he said. Stop it, she said. He laughed. They were passing through town now. Traffic was normal and people were going about their usual business. When Eli pulled into a slot in front of the restaurant, there were several old timers gathered on the sidewalk, stomping their feet and rubbing their hands together to keep warm. The breakfast club has arrived, Bryn said, smiling and waving at the half dozen men clad in overalls, heavy boots and Carhartt coats. Retired farmers and ranchers, all of them. Just in time for a late lunch. Eli chuckled, waved to the group with a salute-like gesture. Frank, one of the fry cooks who doubled as a bartender, was just unlocking the door. He'd already turned the closed sign to open, and he gave Bryn a curious glance before he let the men inside. Eli got out of the truck, came around to Bryn's side, and opened the door for her, helped her down. Thanks, Sheriff, she said lightly. I might have forgotten how to open a door for myself. He grinned. I'm a gentleman. Get over it. 
Come in for coffee and pie. It was a simple, ordinary invitation, and yet offering it made Bryn feel bold, maybe even a little brazen. Can't, Eli said with polite regret. I've got to check in with Creek's PD and then head over to my office for a while. The battle against crime never ceases. Right, Bryn said, giving him a little push. She turned, peered in at Festa, sitting impatiently in the back seat. You're invited too, she said. I have another canine customer and I'll bet you've met him. His name is Trooper. Festus yipped happily. Bryn smiled and stepped onto the sidewalk. Eli opened the restaurant door for her and the breakfast club, lining the counter now, all turned to look. They were jumping to conclusions, Bryn knew, and they'd share those conclusions with their wives when they got home. Something going on between Sheriff Garrett and the Bailey girl, they'd say. They were off someplace in the sheriff's truck in the middle of the gosh darn day, too. Mark my words, Doris, Ruth, Margaret, Annie, Stella, Betty, something's going on with those two. I really hope that Harlequin makes their own network, like how Hallmark Movie Channel does it, but it's only Harlequin movies. It's going to be so R-rated. It's just a lot of humping. It's fine. This podcast is in no way endorsed by number one New York Times bestselling author Linda Lale Miller or the book or her book Country Proud or Harlequin romance books, novels, all of the things. Nobody's endorsing us for the record. We are just deep fangirls and have a deep love for romance and rom-coms. <laughs>